Thanks for tuning in to the Campervan Podcast. If you're hearing this intro, it's because you're not listening to the premium feed. Access to that feed is free, and you can sign up at vansage.com to get it. So why sign up for the premium feed? Well, for one, valuable, exclusive content. I'll say more about that at the end of this episode. I financed my van, and I had sold my car for $7,000. You financed the purchase of the van? I financed the purchase of the van. Okay. And then I used that $7,000 from the sale of my car as my bill budget. Uh-huh. So I spent exactly $7,000 on my bill. Wow. Um, <laughs> so that I came out of it with a van payment, and that was it. Yeah. And then, yeah, and then I had enough to sort of to float me until I figured out the job thing. As I was getting ready to hit the road, I was applying to jobs, not hearing anything back. I ended up, like I said, I was going to figure it out no matter what. So I ended up working this job that was like, it, I had to do, it was something online with like search engine stuff. But it was capped at two hours a day. You were only allowed to work two hours. Hmm. And they paid $9 an hour. Ugh. So... I was making nothing. Like, after I was making, like, maybe $15 a day. Yeah. And that's not enough for anything. Nope. Um, not in the United so States. It was, no, not at all. So, I'm like, it's, it's money in. Even though it's not much money in, it's still money in yep. until I figure out what's next. Yep. And so, so that got me through um, that and the money that I had saved uh, got me through September, October, November, and then in December, I started teaching English online. So I teach online to kids in China overnight. Uh-huh. So it, it was about three months of of not having a job before I started doing that. Gotcha. Okay. And and how many hours are you are you working at your teaching job now? Um. So for a while, I had been working sort of as many as possible. You're an independent contractor, so. Yeah. You, I open up my schedule, and then parents fill the time slot, which sometimes means they're all filled, and sometimes means they're not really filled. Gotcha. And so that's been kind of challenging because it's hard to live on a budget when your your income is constantly fluctuating. Yeah. Um. So I was trying to work about thirty hours a week would be ideal, but usually it was more like twenty to twenty five. Okay. And then I, this year I've started with COVID, um, I started doing my own little tutoring business. So nice. I tutor virtually for a few different students, uh-huh. um, which allows me to use my teaching background more than the teaching English does. And I have my own flexibility because it's my own business. And so that's been great. Cool. And, and, and is that... Be much, oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, is that, are those Western kids or still, are you still teaching Asian? No, these are, these are kids in the U.S. So a nice. couple of kids from Michigan. One of the students that I, that I teach actually, I was her first grade teacher and now she's an eighth grader, which uh-huh. is bizarre, but uh-huh. <laughs> really cool to, to still be teaching her all these years later. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, that must be nice to be able to continue that, that relationship as well. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Oh man, that's that's really cool. I mean, tutoring can be such a such a lucrative uh, business, and that gives you so much control over your time 
that's that's great. Yeah. I've known a bunch of people who yeah. who teach online, but mostly they're living in Asia and and teaching in in Asia. And even okay. I also have known people like in Vietnam and and Thailand who teach in person. Um, but the the advantage there is that it's so much cheaper to live there, right? Whereas you're kind of right. you've been doing it kind of. Although I would imagine that the the Chinese clients are paying Western Western wages or something close to it. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not I'm not making a killing, that's for sure. But it's definitely better than you know some of the like entry level customer service jobs that you might also find remotely. Uh, so yuck. the pay is definitely better. You're not making, I'm not making as much as I made as a teacher, yeah. but I'm able to charge, as far as having private tutoring, I'm able to charge, like, you know, my hourly teaching wage. Mm-hmm. Good. So Good. that's definitely been better. But I do know people who, like, work for the same, the same company as me, but they go live overseas in places where the cost of living is um, significantly cheaper. And yeah. then they can, you know, they're saving tons of money working this part-time job, um, it's definitely different to the U.S. sound. Even living minimally in a van, it's still that dollar didn't get too far. Right. Um, oh, let's let's talk a little bit about your uh, about your internet connections and how you how mm. you ensure that you stay connected because that's yeah. necessary for work, right? Yeah, and this is another this is another thing I get asked a lot because this is the thing that holds people back from even considering doing something like this where, oh, but I have to work and I need stable internet, which I also do. My Both of my jobs now, it's entirely video chat. So I have friends that work remotely and they can get by on like a, yeah, if I'm in a spot with a hit or miss signal, I can, I can squeeze, squeeze by for a day and it's fine. Or I can go to a coffee shop and work. I can't do either of those as my job. Right. So I rely entirely on my phone hotspot. So I have, I actually have two phone carriers now. When I had written that article for Vantage about um, connecting on the road, I only had one carrier, but I have Verizon and AT&T, which allows me to cover just a bit more space. There were times where I'd get to a campground and I wouldn't have service, but a friend that had AT&T would mm-hmm. and so now i in most places i have one or the other i have a signal booster which helps increase my signal it won't take you from you know being in the middle of nowhere with no signal at all to being able to work but yeah. it does take a sort of unstable signal and make it workable gotcha and so i just prioritize where I go based on being able to work there. And we live in a time, whether it be good or bad, where um, there are cell signals everywhere. And I mean, within reason, but I've stayed in some phenomenal, beautiful locations where I've had like lightning fast internet. And so you're, for anyone who doesn't know, the hotspot works as like you're taking your cell signal and turning it into a Wi-Fi signal. So if your cell signal is fast, when you're like downloading data or looking at the internet, your Wi-Fi will also be fast when you connect your computer to it. Gotcha. So I just have to, I'm limited to wherever I have a strong cell signal. I have to have two plans, not only for the, the coverage, but I use quite a bit of data with my job. Now, depending on the job, some people use less and some people use a lot more. So there is that consideration too of like, <laughs> like the cost of living on the road as far as if you're not just paying for an internet plan anymore, you're paying for your hotspot data. 
and that can add up quickly. Yeah. But really, like, and all this, the theme is coming back to like, if you want it bad enough, you'll make it work. Right. And so, yeah, I've I've had to leave groups of friends because I have to go work, and that place didn't have cell signal. But I have to prioritize this to be able to live my life this way, and that's a sacrifice I'm willing to make. But, um, yeah, I. I always go to a place with a plan A, B, and C because if I get there and I don't have the signal, I've got to move. And then I just go find another place. And that's also, I guess, the beauty of having a home on wheels and also of the kind of traveling I do where I do, I, I only boom dot. I don't ever get reservations at campground. Uh-huh. And I know the people who have maybe bigger rigs who rely on being able to have store power, that can be kind of limiting for them because then if you go to a campground, um, you maybe already paid for that reservation, and then if you show up and they don't have a signal there, then you've already kind of committed. So yeah. that's how I make it work, and, and I've worked now on the road for almost two years, and it's been great. Cool. Well, um, some um, lithium batteries are going to really change your life. <laughs> Once again, if you're hearing this, it's because you're not getting the premium fee. Head over to Vansage.com and enter your email address for exclusive access to free, valuable stuff. So, what do you get? This is a daily podcast, but we only release six episodes on this public feed each week. Episode 7 is only for premium members. When you sign up at Vansage.com, not only do you get early access to the Camper Van Podcast episodes, you also get Episode 7. Each week, I'll send you a link to download in advance all seven episodes for that week. Also, you get the Vansage.com newsletter that includes exclusive articles and links to awesome van life stuff not available on the site or the podcast. I won't spam you or sell your email address. That would be ridiculous. I value your trust and promise not to abuse it. Again, all this is free, so head to Vansage.com and enter your email address. Don't miss out on the valuable, free, exclusive extras. Okay, I have a favor to ask you. Please help get the word out. Nothing beats word of mouth, and the best way to achieve that in the modern era is to share the link to the Camper Van Podcast on social media, such as Facebook, Instagram, your blog, YouTube channel, or other platforms. You can also send it old-school style via email or even text message. Also, iTunes reviews are much appreciated. If you feel compelled to head over to iTunes and give us five stars, that would be wonderful. Okay, thanks again for tuning in, and I will see you on the road. I've got the blue bonnet so-and-so, and the dog got the blue about me. Come <laughs>